Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Galatians. Today is episode 347. We're looking at Galatians chapter 4, verses 17 through 20. Let's read our passage. They court you eagerly, but not for good. They want to exclude you from me so that you would pursue them. But it is always good to be pursued in a good manner, and not just when I am with you. My children, I am again suffering labor pains for you until Christ is formed in you. I would like to be with you right now and change my tone of voice because I don't know what to do about you. Paul is appealing to the churches in Galatia to not follow the Judaizers. These are people, they're Jews, Christians, but Jewish Christians, and they're trying to convince people that you cannot become a Christian without first becoming a Jew. So they're telling people that you're not justified by faith, you're justified by following the Jewish law, the Mosaic law, the Jewish customs. And Paul's arguing, no, you are justified by faith. You do not have to become a Jew in order to be a follower of Christ. So here in verse 17 he says, They court you eagerly, but not for good. Well, they is the Judaizers. These are the people courting them, trying to get their attention. And he says that they're very eagerly doing this, but it's not for good. And we know it's to lead them astray. He goes on to say, they want to exclude you from me so that you would pursue them. So there, the Judaizers are pursuing the Galatians. And Paul's saying what they want to do is isolate them from Paul and his influence and have the Galatians then pursue the Judaizers. And that's what, that's what they're doing. That's what they want. And he goes on in verse 18, he says, But it is always good to be pursued in a good manner and not just when I am with you. So he says it's, you know, it's a good thing for somebody to be trying to get your attention, for somebody to be pursuing you. That, that is a good thing. And in fact, that's what Paul did when Paul was with them. Paul gave them attention because he wanted them to accept the gospel. That's why he adds here, and not just when I am with you. Because Paul poured his life into them. Paul pursued them. They, in turn, pursued Paul. They accepted the gospel. But now that he is gone, their devotion to what he was teaching them seems to have gone astray. And they're open to this teachings of the Judaizers. And so they're being led astray. So it's a good thing to be pursued if it's in a good manner. But what they're doing is not good because they are leading the people of Galatia astray. Then he goes on verse 19. He says, My children, I am again suffering labor pains for you until Christ is formed in you. So he breaks it. It's personal. Shows his concern for them. He calls them my children. Before he's called them brothers. Now he's calling them my children. And he's using a metaphor of a mother going through labor pains. That's the devotion of a mother. She's willing to go through that in order to give birth to a child. And he said, but he says, I'm again suffering labor pains. So don't don't lose that uh, again that's there. Remember back in Acts chapter 13, 14, the first missionary journey. He went to Antioch, Pisidia, 
and shared the gospel uh, in the synagogue, came back the following week. Then there was an uproar. Then he went to Iconium. They drove him out of town. He went to Lystra and Derby. And while he was down in Lystra, people from Antioch and Iconium showed up and stirred up the crowd against them, and they were beaten, stoned, nearly killed, and left outside the city for dead. And then Paul recovered from that. That's the kind of stuff Paul had gone through for them. So when he says, again, I'm suffering, well, that was the suffering then, is that he, he nearly died. He was nearly beaten to death, stoned to death for their behalf. And now he's in emotional pain over what they're going through, what they're doing, that they're turning away from the gospel that they're altering the gospel. They're accepting a false gospel. And so he says, I'm in pain again on your behalf. And verse 20 says, I'd like to be with you right now and change my tone of voice because I don't know what to do about you. So he's using some strong language here. He, he says they're deceived. He says they're uh, confused. He's, he's used very strong language, and he says, I, I wish I could be with you right now, so I didn't have to use such strong language. I could use more endearing language. But I don't know what else to do about you. I am at a loss for what to do, because this is serious stuff. So we see Paul's heart here, that he, he cares deeply for the, the people in Galatia, and is concerned for them that they are being led astray. And he's trying to warn them. These people lead you astray. It's, it's a bad thing. Now, I have to think about this here. These false teachers, the Judaizers, what's their motive? Because he says they're doing it for, for evil. They're not doing it for good. Well, they are sincere. They are sincerely teaching what they believe sincerely to be true. Think about what's our motivation for sharing the gospel with people. We believe it's the truth. And we believe that people need that truth in order to be made right with God. And so we sincerely share the gospel with someone because we sincerely want someone to be made right with God, to have eternal life, salvation, eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. That's why we share the gospel with people, because we believe it's true. Some false teachers uh, are doing it for selfish reasons, but most people teaching false things like that sincerely believe they're sharing the truth. And that is their motivation. They believe that they have the truth, and this is what people need to be made right with God. And so we have to remember the motives that people have. Uh, sometimes they're selfish motives, but generally it's because people believe they're sharing the truth. Which takes it back to, what is the truth? How do we know the truth? Well, if you're talking about things of Christianity, it's why you have to fall back to the Bible. What does the Bible say? And so often the false things you're seeing within the Christianity are based on things that aren't in the Bible, where people are taking things out of context from the Bible. People are changing things and, and saying things that are not supported by biblical truth. So the way to answer these questions in the Christian world is look to the Bible. What does the Bible say? What has God said through his word? Now, outside of the Christian world, then you have to back, so why would I accept Christianity over this other faith, over this other 
system of belief. Well, that goes back to the, the fact of the resurrection. We have a resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ. Nobody else got that. And so you have to go back to, do you believe the resurrection actually happened? And I do. That's what led me to faith in Jesus Christ, was I became convinced that this thing called the resurrection really did happen. And if that happened, then everything else kind of comes along with it in a package deal. So the truth, and specifically here, the, the, the Judea, they don't have the New Testament yet. Paul's writing the first part of the New Testament in this letter to the Galatian church. So we have to look to the Bible and say, okay, what does the Bible say? And as Paul's giving us here part of the Bible in this letter to the Galatian church is we're justified by faith. No, we don't have to become Jews in order to be followers of Jesus Christ. We have to accept the gospel and come to faith in Jesus Christ, confess our sins, and ask for forgiveness and experience reconciliation with God. So luckily, we do have the Bible. And so if we want to know what the truth is, we need to know the Bible. So that should motivate us to know the Bible. No basic doctrine, no basic biblical truth, so we can see error when it crops up. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Galatians.